panic disorder, rage, severe depression On top of all that, I'm stressing uh -huh. Took a blind date to my therapy session And then tried to kill her Her first impression was I'm groovy I gotta be, I need a lumbotomy yes. But when I press play, trouble leaves up out of me Fuck the real world and my fat ass stuck in Cause in my music, hotties are fucking Woo. expression Getting out all I wrote Depression, ripping out all your throat And if my hearing was ever to go Mass murder would be inevitable I'm a Welcome to Maniacal Music Musings. I'm your host, Jeremy, a.k.a. as always, the Crimson King. Down where I am, you have to be a gunslinger to seize the day. Cover me as I go stone cold crazy, and if you like that, give me a hell yeah. My co-host, though, mm, he's been called a killer queen, talking about his glory days of dancing in the dark and trying to bring back Leroy Brown. His girl, Bobby Jean, says, I'm going down as he hums born in the USA. Motherfucking chance <laughs> rife. What's up? And welcome back to another episode of Maniacal Music Musings, where our guest this week is Casey Box of Eating at the Movies and The Sip List, and part of Mount Sipmore. <sighs> and he... His co-host has been on here before, so we've been trying to get him on for a while, and it finally happened. So I am very happy to be on Maniacal Musical Musifications. <laughs> you, just made, you, you just made Amanda proud, I'm sure. But I was told by Amanda I had to screw up the name, otherwise I was kicked off. going to get fined? Yeah, so, something like that. I screwed it up. So I did my job. Yes, you did. Well, as always in this show, we start with our guest album because we're kind motherfuckers. So our guest album this week, Casey, what album did you bring and why'd you bring it? So, okay. I am a huge, huge, well, I love music period to begin with, but I'm a huge classic rock fan. And to me, this album is probably one of the most classic of classic rock albums from the 80s when I was growing up. So I brought to the table Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. Even if we're just dancing in the dark. Messages keep getting clearer Radio's on and I'm moving around my place I check my look in the mirror Wanna change my clothes, my hair, my face And I ain't getting nowhere I'm just living in a dump like this Yes, well, Jan, why don't you keep a review at first? I mean... What can you say about it? It's Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. It's got like most of his most popular songs all wrapped up in a one album. Like I grew up, I was born in 85 and I still remember growing up just before the 90s listening to Bruce Springsteen and watching the video for Dancing in the Dark on MTV and shit. Like... <laughs> I mean, wasn't that Courtney Love that was like a young ass Courtney Love in that video? That's what's yeah. up. That's what's like. I was like, hey, that was a young Courtney Love or Courtney Cox. Cox, yeah, Courtney Cox. That was my bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the amazing dance moves that both of them had in that video. Trend setting. Can't say I've seen it, but. Then after this episode is over, you have homework to do. Go whatever video streaming service you opt for. Go pull up Dancing in the Dark, and I shit you not, five seconds in, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> All right. Maybe I've seen it. Maybe I have. I'm not sure. It's possible. Okay. But I don't know a politically correct way of putting it, but um, it's Bruce Springsteen. We don't care about PC. It's well. It's basically it's Bruce Springsteen doing the Carlton dance from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah, okay, I yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. 
<laughs> and well, Courtney Cox is pretty much mimicking the whole freaking thing as well. Right. They're like literally like it's Bruce They're like face to face staring each other in the face and doing the freaking Carlton. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh, yeah, I've seen that now. Now that I could picture that. So I definitely have seen it. <laughs> I say, you haven't seen music videos unless you've seen that music video. Yeah, right. Either that or money for nothing. Like either one of those two minutes. You can't say like, tell me, <laughs> tell me you grew up on 80s MTV without telling me you grew up on 80s MTV. <laughs> yeah, MTV when they had music videos on MTV. And it wasn't yeah. mom all day yeah. long. Yeah, well, the best ones came on like at one, two in the morning. So, but I remember I stayed up. I stayed up for the release of the unedited version of the Prodigy's "Smack My Bitch Up," and I was like, "Yo, it's a good song. It's a banger. It's a banger, mate. It's a good song." Does that conclude your review there, Chauncey? Yes, this does. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen's one of those people that like I've heard all my life, but I never really could get like fully into. Like I like his music, but it's just like I'm not gonna go to the store and buy his CD. Like it's just if it's on the radio, I'm not gonna turn it off. But if it's on, I mean, I'll. It was. It's a good CD. Yeah, of course, it's it's a classic CD, but it's just not one of my go-to everyday type music. But I enjoyed it, so can't complain. Which is fine. I mean, Bruce Springsteen isn't necessarily for everybody per se. Yeah, I mean, he's I I respect him for he's done the world, but but what were your top five, Casey? Since you it was your CD. So, um, to me, this album is literally start to finish, almost completely nothing but great songs and i mean to me if you can put out an album a cd whatever and have it be that much memorable music all in one that speaks volume through yourself because i don't know other people's experiences but i i don't know how many cds i had in my collection growing up where i bought the cd for like two songs or three songs and spent like 15 16 17 bucks for a cd but yeah so um my top five for the album and this was this was tough for me but my number five was dancing in the dark just because it's a great song it's upbeat and how can you not laugh at Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> um, number four was Cover Me. I just thought that was kind of an incredibly catchy tune. And it follows up the title track on the CD. So it kind of, you kind of roll right out of Born in the USA right into cover me um oh should i screw it up no i didn't have cover cover me with my honorable mention number four was no surrender which <laughs> i was gonna i wasn't gonna say anything i was like uh i don't sound right but i'm not saying nothing it's his album i'm gonna let him fuck it up I got all kinds of freaking screwed up. Um, no, no surrender is a great song. Basically, my number four through my number one is all—they're all very Bruce Springsteen songs. Where Bruce Springsteen grew up in a blue-collar working-class town. You know, there, you don't have you know thousands and thousands of people that are hundred thousand dollar a year income you it's pure working class you know communities and like no surrender to me is all going out and getting out of school and 
going after everything that you want, working your ass off, you know, and like the the catch in the song is no retreat, no surrender. Um, my number three is my hometown. I grew up in a little ass freaking town in Washington. When I was a kid, we had a lot of mills and stuff that were closing down. And a lot of my friends were forced to move out of town because their parents had to go elsewhere to find work. And a lot of the stuff that he sings about in that song rings true deep at my core. Um, now you come to the 50-50. Is the title track my number one or is it my number two? And it will be my number two. Um, I know a lot of people that just... Mine. I know a lot of people that listen to it think, you know, Born in the USA is like this big patriotic anthem. But if you stop and actually listen to the words, it literally word for word it's about a young guy who gets into trouble and gets sent overseas to go fight in vietnam and he comes home and trying to find work you know the guy at the mill says you know i would if i could but i can't he can't get help from um his representative at the va you know it paints a very clear picture of how a lot of those people that came back from Vietnam were being treated by society and how much of a struggle it was to acclimate themselves back into everyday society. So with that one being number two, my number one is glory days. I knew it. Uh, I don't think you anything. Glory Days is just an amazing song, and it's one of those <laughs> songs that, even without making it happen, I've had moments throughout my adulthood where aspects of the song have become reality for me. Where you know you go out to one of the local taverns and you bump into somebody that you knew in high school, and you sit down and you get caught up and reminisce about glory days or you know like the second verse you know you go over and hang out with you know one of the girls in school you knew growing up who her husband just left her she's got two kids you know you're sitting around talking about the old times having a couple of beers and reminiscing and it's it it's just a great song. So those were my top five and my one honorable mention because I screwed up my fucking list. Well, we don't match at all. I'll tell you that much right now, but <laughs> <laughs> I rarely do match people on their, on their CDs. Well, it seemed like Amanda. So, Chancy, what were your top five? We don't like matching because. The more you match, if you don't match, then more stuff gets attention. Thrown out there, yeah. So. So, yeah. I, I know exactly. you've been waiting. I know you've been waiting for my top five, Case, because you, you wanted to know. My number five is Born in the USA. It was almost. Same. It, I, I struggled with where to put it on my list. And so there that but the reason why is because I I I knew that if it was anywhere above number three, that would be kind of like that's like as an audiophile, you know, like someone who likes music and other shit like that. Like that's that's some shit where you're like, that's some disrespectful shit. But uh yeah, no, my uh my number five, like I said, it was uh born in the USA. And then it was uh, Working on the Highway. Another good song. And then uh, Bobby Jean. Bobby Jean's number three for me. Uh, Number two was Glory Days because it's also an iconic song that 
I've literally watched my dad do growing up my whole ass life. We, yeah, and we then match, we match on that too. And then uh, number one for me was dancing in the dark because it was like my mom's favorite thing. Like every time that video would come on, my mom would always be singing and dancing and doing housework and this, that, and the other. And I had a well, sentimental vote. It's such a simple video too. I mean, you literally on stage at a concert, right? Doing doing the Carlton. <laughs> That's the, you're not wrong. Of course, I'm not. Mm. I'm only wrong <laughs> in horror trivia. Oh yeah, I know. It's only no, only it's only wrong when you face me in horror trivia, like. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. Like I don't even know. Like I like when I knew it was happening. Like when it was going down the line, I was like, I'd say about an hour before we got started, I started to get nervous. And then I saw some of these first stuff, and I was like, I am so fucking over this. I'm gonna fuck it. Like not over it, as in like over it. I'm done with it. Like I'm. I'm getting over. Like if this was wrestling. Put me, call me baby face and get me the fuck over because it's done. <laughs> Amanda's still bitter over that. Oh, I can imagine because she really wanted that towel. Uh huh. Yeah, Chancy. Amanda's the only person who could outbid her the bitter bastard. I know, right? She was super salty. <laughs> well. I actually had two honorable mentions for the CD. Nice. Actually, you know, unlike Chancy CD, but and my honorable mentions were working on the highway and I'm going down, just because they were on they were higher originally, but then shit happens, get pushed down. And like yeah, Chancy, yeah. my number five is my number five is born in the USA, even though it obviously started as the only thing on my list, so it got pushed down a lot. Number four was Dancing in the Dark. Because that's just a catchy song. It is. Three, yeah, it really is. Number three is Cover Me. Because that's like a good love song. It's a good song. Like yeah. Number two is Glory Days, of course. Because that's an amazing song that everybody in the world knows. Oh, yeah. And number one number one was Bobby Jean because of that saxophone. Oof. That <laughs> saxophone was nice. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, the dude these... is an incredible freaking storyteller. Not it's, just on this uh, album I'm, through I'm, his I'm, entire career. I mean for sure. I'm a sucker for a good sax in any song, so that's what a sax doing, sucker, if you will. That's my top five. Better than me kind of sucker you are, Chancy. But Speaking <laughs> of what kind of sucker you are, let's do your CD next. You want to do mine next? Okay, because I think mine's better than yours anyway. Fucking Queen, man. Fucking sheer heart attack up in this it, bitch. Queen. She's a killer. Queen. Got body genetic. Dynamite with a laser beam. Guaranteed it to blow your mind. Recommended at the place. Insatiable and appetite. Wanna try? Tell them why you picked it first, and then we'll, then I'll. Debate. Well, it's got my, I, for for the album I chose specifically, which is Sheer Heart Attack. It has my favorite fucking Queen song of all time on it. So naturally, I was going with that one. I could have went with some other ones that had a whole fuck ton of more catchy and name brand songs, but I was like, I was like anybody that's a true Queen fan. And I kind of had this weird feeling that Casey was going to be like that time zone in life where everything was really fucking awesome, especially this oh. album. Fucking, I was like, oh, dude, I'm going with my shit straight out the gate. Like, as soon as he told me he picked Bruce Springsteen, I was like, queen, sheer heart attack, done. So your argument, sir, tell me why you hate it. No, no, no. Casey's our guest. He gets to go first. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. Casey. Yes. What's your review? Of the, what's your review of the album, Casey? 
You're just Honestly? rocking back and forth waiting just to unload this barrage of shit. I can't say anything bad about this fucking album. I mean, like, like Chancey said, the more classic name brand Queen songs, but from top to bottom, I went through even the stuff I'd never heard before. It's like, oh my God, that's a fucking amazing song. And it it's a great freaking album. I I can't say anything <laughs> bad about I mean Chancey freaking knocked it out of the freaking ballpark when he picked Sheer Heart Attack. Well imagine my sheer heart attack almost when I turn <laughs> on this when I, when, when I go when I go to look at the tracks and realize I recognize like Two or three of the titles on, the, on this album, and I'm like, "What the fuck, Queen album did he pick? One of the ones that has like nothing on it that was like one of their fifty hits." But I, I mean, I I heard some of the songs, and it was it's Queen. You can't hate Queen no matter what. Just I was like, really, he couldn't pick the one Bohemian Rhapsody on or something, or uh, no. Bicycle Race or some or something. No, but, no, sure <laughs> well. You fucking bit of bastard. But that would have been an injustice, sir. So what are your top five, Chancy? What's that? I said, what's your top five, Chancy? That was my barrage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. For uh for me, number five is uh flick of the wrist. Just fucking it's catchy. I mean, like everything about everything I love, just catchy. Just fucking if it's not if it's not Freddie's voice, then it's fucking uh, then it's Brian's guitar. Either one of those two, if they catch my attention, or if they work synchronistically, I don't even think that's a real word, but fuck it, it works because it's Queen. <laughs> but uh, number four is now I'm here, because I mean, because hmm? I'm here, motherfucker. What's up? Uh... Number three is definitely bring back that Leroy Brown. That's fucking, that is what is up. I mean, it would have been higher on my list, but I would have had to have chose between Killer Queen and my favorite song, and I could not dethrone my favorite song, so I had to put Killer Queen at number two because everybody knows Killer Queen. I was going to pull the same like I did with Bruce Springsteen and put that one at number five, but I was like, I don't think... Flick of the wrist, or now that I'm here, or now I'm here, can beat Killer Queen just on its own if you put it head to head. But Killer Queen can get the shit kicked out of it by Stone Cold Crazy, which was my number one because that's my favorite Queen song of all time. Just that guitar riff and fucking Freddie's voice, just doing that fucking machine gun fire fucking vocals, you know, like fucking. Still cool, crazy, you know. Like fucking shit. Fancy. I'm done. That was my. That's my rant. It's Queen. You can't go wrong with Queen. Your rant. Your drum and guitar solo. Yeah. But Casey, as our guest, what are your top five? So, I actually not necessarily in exact spots, but I have three of Chansey's five in my top five as well. Um, my number five was Now I'm Here. Nice. Pure, beautiful power, glam rock queen at its finest. Um, number four, I really love uh, Misfire. That was that was good. That was a close one for me. Dude, and this was another one of those ones where it's like I got into listening to everything, and it's like, how do you? Which freaking, one? You have to cut what six songs off of the damn list because you can only do five. But it's like, okay, that one's in. Oh no, wait. Well, no, that one's. 
just as good. So, yeah, I don't. My final list has a lot more scratch outs and <laughs> what my final list did. Um, so, number four was Mistfire. Number three is probably the most recognizable song on the entire album, and that is Killer Queen quintessential that song is quintessential queen quirky mm -hmm. fun easy to sing along well easy to sing along to yeah caviar yeah. and cigarettes we'll first oh. that again <laughs> it's just you know it's freddie mercury that easy easy to sing and freddie mercury have never been I, I think you're I think you're the only person I've ever heard it used in the same sentence before. Well, I will say easiest thing when drunk because you don't care. That's probably the easiest way to do it. So that's the um, ad, right? My last one that what? I matched with Chansey is my number two, which is Stone Cold Crazy. Dun, 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 dun. My reason for that was almost word for word exactly everything Chansey said. It's hella fun, fast. It's Freddie Mercury at his best. And then um, I went kind of out in left field for my number one because sometimes I just need something to make an emotional connection with me. And that song on this album was Dear Friends. Yeah. So mm. it's not, I mean, it's only like what a minute and 19 yeah. seconds long. I mean, it's I, not very really long at all. I almost put it on there because of that. All, I mean, literally, like half of this album is literally two minutes or less. Yep. None of it's it long, but it's just, a, I think, Dear Friends is just uh, incredible. It's beautiful Freddie Mercury singing all wrapped up into one little minute and 19 second package. It is beautiful. It is. And my top five, because I mean, it, I only have to, I want to mention for this. Cause I mean, a lot of these songs, I just, I was like, eh, they're, they're, they're the queen, but they're just not that queen. <laughs> that's legendary hits. And like, I like there's like 50 hits and you there's like two of the sound dude come on or three maybe but number five was bring back Leroy Brown because that was a good song it's number four song. Stone Cold it's a great song yeah number four is Stone Cold Crazy because I, I, I actually I did hear that one before too but it's one of the rare ones I've heard number three was Tenement Funster because the guitar in that song was amazing right number Number two was Now I'm Here because that's the song I definitely knew before. I didn't think I did when I saw the title, but then I heard it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> And number one was 100% Killer Queen because in college, I, I used to play Guitar Hero in college and get drunk off my ass. I even made like a dance to that fucking song in the first Guitar Hero. So, like, I, Killer Queen's the shit. Like, I, I used to play that in Guitar Hero like, nah, and fucking stop trying to master it. Like, nice. So, that brought back a lot of memories from like 15 years ago, but and remind me how old I am. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm driving. I'm driving up to Maine today. I'm just listening to that. I'm like, I feel old. <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, so oh, it was a good CD. You could pick a better one. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. It had my favorite. It had my favorite song on it. Leroy Brown. No, Stone Cold Crazy. Stone Cold Crazy is uh, my favorite Queen. It's my favorite Queen song of all time. Just because I wish, like, my only wish was that they could have had better amps back in the day, so could, they could have threw some like heavy distortion on that fucking guitar riff just for the verses. Fuck yeah, dude. I would run through a like a brick wall just fucking listening to that stupid shit. Just fucking, oh yeah, I can do that. 
but at least I'd wake up to the sound of Freddie Mercury. So I mean, fuck that. I mean, either way, it's cool. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the voice of Freddie Mercury. Not one bit. Oh god, no! Freddie Mercury is one of the best voices ever. But and I will say, Rami Malek did a goddamn good job playing him. So yes, he did. Very good job playing him. Yeah, I mean, watching like the YouTube like side by side videos from the Live Aid concert, just how yeah. close everything was to beat by beat the exact same thing. Right. Like, yeah, he, yeah, that was a, good... a very iconic movie scene. I think that's. I think they shot that first, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, I mean, you you had to shoot that first to get that crowd and that freaking or and that. No that fucking pressure. no pressure, no pressure, right? Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> biggest live performances, almost of all time. Almost, almost. almost. But I mean. And he toured with Queen for a while after that movie came out, just like as like a promotion thing. Like he did a tour with Queen, like the the, the rest of the band members. But that was Pete Chauncey CD, and now it comes to the fun part because I picked this CD myself for this, and I actually wanted to pick the CD for a while, but I had to think of the guest I wanted to put this on. And before I go into the description of my CD, Demon and Wizards, The Crimson King. There is no power to tear us apart. Uh, not Jesse. Casey, did you guess the theme that was picked for you? <clears throat> All things serve the beam. All serve. All things serve serve the beam. The well, CD is basically a complete ode to Stephen King's The Dark Tower. Yes, it is. Well, actually, the first three tracks are. After that. I was gonna say after that it goes to different it goes to different people after that. He got different different authors and different books. I definitely picked up the Oscar Wilde <laughs> drop. I mean, yep, yeah. it's a reference. It's a, I mean, Seize the Days reference to the Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, I mean Wicked Witch is obvious, Dorian's obvious, everybody knows what it's about. Beneath these waves is like a Moby Dick mention. And but you, you just wanted to say Moby Dick. It's because Jeremy be likes Dick. I like my Moby Dick. That's not what she said. But but the sad thing, either of you care to guess what that's about, because no one's going to get it. That's what it's about. Wherever the hell Chancy is. Where I'm at. Don't ask Chancy? questions you don't want to know the answer to. I had to go grab something real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, Again, that's what she said. Well, uh, technically, that's what she kind of did, but, we, you know, we don't have to go into it. <laughs> so, Chancy, what do you think Down Where I Am was about? I want to see if you can get this. Down uh, Rider? Down Where I Am, the song from the CD, dude. Down Where I Am, Down Where I Am. Oh, come on. Um, we've already mentioned the Tolkien drop. We've already mentioned Moby Dick, Oscar Wilde's and Dorian. Um, Down Where I Am. I know, that the, I know that the first three tracks, like you said, were about Stephen King's Dark Tower. The Gunslinger was about the third book. You got me, dude. I don't know. I can't. First book. What's that? No, I, I thought it was the third one. No, no. The gunslinger. The gunslinger is about the final book in the in, in dark in the dark yeah. tower series. That's what I thought. But there's five books in the dark tower series. 
Um, but you know, uh, not, yeah, down where I am, that not when eight, this was written, but yeah, not when this was written, no. But yeah, there's eight complete books. In oh yeah, the now. Yeah, I'm not sure, man. I don't know about down where I am. I that's well, the one that I missed. You wouldn't get any book. It's not about any book or any fantasy world. It's about a baby born with Down syndrome and the struggle of the fa- of his father and the emotions going oh. in and out of his mind. Oh, you know that was what I missed because I was like, that one looks a little downsy. Dude. I don't care if that joke didn't land. I was gonna say I don't care if that joke didn't land. Uh, well, yeah, I picked this because of the Stephen King's uh, yeah, Stephen Casey. King that's references. Why, yeah, that's why I picked it for Casey. I mean, I love this CD. I've been listening to it for twenty years now, but it's just I, I, I'll try to think of who to bring it on to, and I'm like, this isn't even my favorite Demon and Wizard CD by any means. And for those who don't know, Demons and Wizards is a super group combined of Iced Earth and Blind Guardian. So, Iced Earth, that was what I was trying to think of the other band. <coughs> but, I mean, it's a combination of the two bands and, like, different people from each band. And basically, they only put out three CDs. One in, like, 99. This one, like, 05. Just put out one last year for the first time in, like, 20 years. So, I would have brought their first CD on if I really wanted to bring my favorite one, but for Casey, I did the Steam King references. I had to, and and because I I never, never even really like, knew anything about Stephen King when I first heard this album. It was just awesome. Like like there's one of those CDs I literally Fye fucking looked at the cover. I was like, this cover sick. And I like go over to the sample machine, turn the first one on, and you just hear that fucking opening. It's like, okay, I could dig this. I could dig this. I could dig this. So I mean, that's why I picked this CD. It's just a, one of my classic CDs I've listened to since Second Drive, basically. But Casey, no, I, as the guest, what's your review? It took me a hot minute to. I remember when we picked the date, and you said you had your album set aside for me, and you were just waiting for mine. And I, I was trying to figure out the perfect album that I wanted to bring on, and I'm like, trying to think in the back of my, I was like, what the hell did he freaking pick? <laughs> specifically for me, and then you sent the playlist and I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. And like you waiting on doing, listening to Bruce until today, I don't think I, well, I know I didn't, I didn't start uh, demons and wizards until last night. And I started uh, crimson King and I'm, listening and i'm listening and all of a sudden i'm starting to pick up on dark tower references and i'm like oh wait a minute that's why he did it <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute so i i came in to listening to this episode or listening to the cd and i wasn't really sure what to expect I came in with an open mind, though, and I was like, I will give it all a good, complete listen through, and I'm not going to lie, since I listened, started listening to it last night, I probably listened to it four or five times at work today. It is a really good freaking album. I love the references throughout the th- first three songs with to the dark tower and then the Lord of the Rings references the Moby Dick. Rev- I mean, it's a well-crafted album. If you like this kind of rock, I highly recommend you go and pick it up and listen to it. Well, you don't have to pick it up anymore. Just freaking pull it up on your fucking Spotify. So add to your library. <laughs> yeah. It's in mine. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you liked it because it was. I, I feel you like <laughs> how literary you are. But I knew Tanty is literary too, so I knew he would enjoy this too. But it made Chanty, me want to go out and find more stuff and listen to. And I more than likely will be doing that after we wrap this episode. 
Nice, dude. That's actually the whole purpose of this. That's the whole premise of the show is to get people to go out and listen to stuff they normally wouldn't catch on a regular basis. Well, and that was where I was struggling with picking my album was it's like I wanted to do something that really, really, really resonated with me, but I also kind of wanted to do something off. But then like some of the stuff that I liked that kind of is off, like we were talking about or like I brought up earlier, a lot of those CDs, it's like one, two, three songs, and then like the rest of it's freaking garbage. And I'm right. like, if we're going to talk about great albums, it needs to be something that you have to get through more than 75% of the album and love that 75%. So if it's just one or two songs, that, to me, that's not a great album. Right. Great songs, but yeah. And to me, there's only, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of great albums, but in my personal opinion, there's only a really small handful of albums that I can literally go beginning to end all the way through. And all three of these albums are just that. There's a lot. Now that I rambled, Chancey can have his time back. No, you're good, man. I'm totally, I'm totally all right with that. There's actually I, a lot of albums that I can freaking go all the way through with. I mean, especially rap. Like most of it listen to like a week through a full CD. But Chancey, continue your review. Honestly, I, I, I great, I really enjoyed the album. Like, I was going into it at first, kind of like, all right, we got another D and D metal. So we got, we got ourselves another D and D metal, boys. Let's get strapped in. And then I fucking played the first track. I was like, holy shit. This is like D&D Metal got fucked by Iron Maiden or something. Like, what? Like, am I enjoying this song? This is it? This is, hap this is happening? All right, fuck it. Let's go. And that's kind of basically where I went from there. Like, I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Dude, I just, I, 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 I didn't catch after, like I said, you know, I'm not, I haven't read the Dark Tower series. So, like, I didn't really understand anything about it until, like, later on down the line where I'm catching these other literary references. Like, I had to look it up, and I was like, because when it, like, Dorian, I was like, I was like, dude, dude, because I've been to Oscar Wilde's grave. Like, I was like, I, I love me some Oscar Wilde, but, like, I was just like, surely that's not, they're not talking about it. And I looked it up, and I was like, God damn it, they are. And then it was like, fucking, and this is, this is about Moby Dick. And this is about the Lord of the Rings. Like, what the fuck? Oh, shit, this is about this whole series? What the fuck? And then fucking, yeah, dude, like, for sure. Like, I was stoked. Like, you had me hooked once, pretty much from the first lick. Like, right out from, right from the first guitar riff, man. Imagine being a young 16, 17-year-old lad and just seeing that. I'm sure you saw the cover in the ad I made. So, or like on whatever yeah. you're listening to. Like, imagine seeing that FYE when you're 15 or 16, just being like, that's metal. <laughs> like, I mean, and then, yeah, like you said, like when you go to the, when you go to the freaking headphone sample machine at FYE, put it on, scan it, and the first fucking Chris and King comes on that it's like whoa what's this now it sounds like a movie soundtrack but metal but yeah so i had two honorable mentions of my own show i couldn't pull jeremy because there actually is one song on that one or two songs in this and i'm like they're good but they're just not like top five material but my honorable mentions are down where i am because once i understood what that song was about which is why i want to tell you what it's about what it was about a second ago like that's that song, once you know what it's about, like it makes so much more sense. And it's just sad. It's depressing as shit. But and the gunslinger is one of my own mentions because it was higher, but it got pushed down. I mean, it's always been one of the songs I liked in the C D, but as I got older, I started liking a lot of different ones in the C D than I did when I was younger. Number five was Seize the Day, because yeah, the fact that it's about Lord of the Rings is freaking awesome. And it's just a good song, like 
like when you feel like you need a push in life, that song is fucking amazing. Like there are so many times when I had bad days, I would just turn that song on repeat and like it's just fucking like an uplifting shit. Number four is the immigrant song because I know I'm gonna get shit for saying this, but it literally, in my opinion, is the best version of the immigrant song I ever heard. Shut the fuck up. What the fuck? <laughs> I, kn- I knew it. I knew it, but like my I've whole skin is the- just crawling. I've heard a lot of versions of the immigrant song, like at least four or five hours. I've done, I know I've done a freaking cover up, but but as soon as I heard that freaking metal ass intro to that, I was just like, oh my god! Like I didn't even look, I didn't even look down the track list first time I listened to the CD to hear like to see that. It just all of a sudden it gets to that song. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, oh, this is magnificent. I could listen to this for days. But number three is Dorian because I do love the, the because right when this city came out was when League of Extraordinary Gentlemen came out. And that was the first time I really heard of Dorian Gray. Like I didn't read the book till after I saw the movie and heard and like got the gist of the story. So Dorian is a good song because I mean who doesn't want to live forever? But <laughs> And then, shockingly enough, number two is Crimson King dead number one, because Crimson King should be number one, but there's one song on this that I just like better than Crimson King, and it's been my feet, it's been a theme of mine since I was in high school, and I, but, and that's my number one, Love's Tragedy Asunder. Because when I was in high school, like, that was just my theme for, like, I didn't understand what the hell they were talking about, but it was just my theme for, like, love at that point, because it just sounded right. But, it's actually about a guy, a man whose wife is terminally ill and he assists her suicide and ends up killing himself. Yeah. So, I mean, that's some dark ass shit. And like, it describes a lot about me as a teenager if that was my love song. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just. And they, and they say, and they think, and they think I'm the fucked up one. Like, what the fuck's going on here? I, mean, I don't get this bullshit. No, that was just Q and Jess that assumed you were fucked up more than me. Jesus but, Christ. But yeah, Love Strategy Ascender is my favorite song of the CD. I mean, and I've actually listened to Ice Earth and Blind Guardian like on their own a lot as well, like their whole discography. But Ice Earth, I'm not that big a fan of, but Blind Guardian is fucking amazing. Like their one song, Fly, is amazing. And then I can't think of the other one I freaking love, but all the music is good. Like they have, whole, they have a whole CD about Lord of the Rings, so... We'll get to them eventually on the show. Don't worry, Casey. But Casey, what were your top five? So, um, I think you and I just beat out freaking Chansey. Because with the exception of my honorable mention and one spot in my top five, it's pretty much the same thing as yours. Um, my honorable Ooh, mention nice. was Terror Train. Uh, number five is Love's Tragedy Asunder. Thought it was an again incredibly beautiful song. Uh, number four was one of your honorable mentions, and it was The Gunslinger. Uh, number mm-hmm. three. I'm not gonna blasphemy Chansey by saying it's the greatest of the versions I've ever heard, but <laughs> I have number three is the immigrant song. Number two was "Seize the Day." Hey, same. Number one is the song that grabbed me and slapped me in the face last night when I hit play, and got me hooked and reeled in and ready to listen to the rest of the album. And that's Crimson King. Uh, it's, it's an amazing freaking adrenaline rush song. I had moments throughout the song where it actually even felt kind of very master of puppets esque. Yes. A little bit. A little bit. So, not completely, but there are definitely parts where, you know, they're hitting the guitar and it's like, okay, that definitely is 
a very master puppets moment. So, yeah, that was my five and my honorable mention. It was a great CD though, awesome CD, and I will yeah. look the rest of their stuff. Oh, there there are other two CDs will be on here eventually. I just got find the right people to go with. Well, I'll find but them before those ones aren't as themed. End up on maniacal musical musifications. Oh, I'm sure you will. And this, and this is why Chancey invented the cube name. Just saying, but that's yeah. I was like, you know, there's it's got it's got three M's on it. We can't call it three M. I'm sure we're gonna get in trouble for that. But we could call it the cube or like M cubed. It's fucking brilliant. It's catchy. It's maniacal. Yeah. It's musical, and it's musifications. Basically. But, Chancey, what were your top five for the CD? So, okay, for me, number five is the Immigrant Song because <laughs> I, I could not put it on the list as off. Like, dude, that was the hardest song for me to listen to, like, not even playing. Like, I heard them go into that riff the first time. It was like, because like it's, 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 it's got to be, like, at least a half a step down or something like that. It's like, is this? And then he goes into the note, and then it's like, uh -huh. wait a minute. It's like, wait, 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 wait. No, they did. They didn't. They didn't. Oh, I come from the. Oh, they come from the fucking fuck, man. And then fucking uh, <laughs> number four was uh, <laughs> number four was beneath the waves. Uh, Number three was uh, the uh, Crimson King. Number two was Seize the Day. And uh, my number one goes to my homeboy Oscar Wilde, man. Dorian, man. That shit was fucking what's up. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that Dorian's a damn good song. Like, that's such a good song. I love it really it. is. I love that song for 20 years now. It's so... I don't Maybe honestly just, think I like, heard a bad I song on any one of these three. I can um, agree to that. Except, well, I mean, I can agree to that agree with that. the I exception of... I, I can agree... songs on certain direct, but... I mean, I suppose, but like, with exception to their attempt at the immigrant song, then, you know, yeah, I could say I haven't heard a bad... I, I didn't hear anything bad at all. Some skippable, yes, but not bad. You, you can't say that immigrant song was even like that bad. It was bad though. It was actually fucking. It, it was amazing. What was amazing about it was, it was that they to the original. Was that was that they pulled it off? That was what was amazing for me. That's why it made my top five. Is because like they like they pulled it off. Like that the structure of the song, horribly wrong. Exactly. Like they rode that line and it was super, super fine. And it could have gone horribly wrong or horribly right. And I think it just perfectly it just rode that line like a rail. <coughs> yeah, right. Well, glad I picked a CD everybody liked because I always like to pick, I always like to pick the songs that no one ever heard of and then and but next week coming up we have recording artist Mars as a girl coming on the show I believe I sent you her info Chancy a while back Uh, possibly. I don't. I don't recall it. Oh, oh, yeah, it was a while back, but it was like a month ago. But I will find out her CD from her agent, and we will decide our CDs this during this week. But we want to thank our guest Casey from Casey for coming on because it's been a fun. It's been a long time coming. Show. So Casey, where can they find you in your show? 
So an evening at the well, both an evening at the movies and the sip list are available wherever you find your podcast listening needs being met. Um, just wanted to let everybody know too. Um, last Wednesday we dropped our 100th episode that your co-host Chancy was a part of, and. At the same time, your boy Chancey is going to be a part of the 101st episode coming up next Wednesday. Yeah. So I think I saw the 100th, that episode, the 100th episode drops tomorrow morning. 101 will drop next Wednesday morning. So we did Rob Zombie last week, and we're going to do Toby Hooper next week and do a little. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, OG style. And Chancey's uh, chomping at the bit for that one. Oh, fuck yes, I am. So, but yeah. Yes. Chancey, Chancey, loves, Chancey loves talking about he who dances with chainsaws. Hey, nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, definitely you can find <laughs> us wherever you get your podcast fixed. Both shows. Awesome. Awesome, awesome shows. Amanda is a great host on the SIP list, and I'm honored to be her sidekick, and she's a great co-host on An Evening at the Movies as well. And she keeps me in line and keeps me from opening my mouth and inserting my foot. So if you like to laugh and like to <coughs> have fun, definitely find and check out both shows. So I approve this message. Yes, and I... <laughs> and, and, and before you wrap, I, look, I just would like to say thank you for inviting me to come on Maniacal Musical oh, yeah. Musifications. <laughs> uh, well, let me get that tattooed across my forehead. Yeah. Oh, I, I oh that'd be that great. Forehead. Oh, that'd be that, great. That'd be free advertising. So go ahead. I'd be, I'd be free. So right. But and I will say I look forward to being on the franchise bracket discussion shows in December on evening at the movies. Yes. But well, they I the first two rounds start at the end of December and run into January. So it's like the Wednesday before Christmas voting opens and then it runs all the way up to our two-year anniversary on February 10th where we will announce the winner. So, speaking of which, I have to find my written out brackets for that so I can start. Because <laughs> I don't know where the hell I put them. Well, I look forward to being on still. You know their way out. Yes. Both yes, of you guys are always welcome to come back on an evening at the movies. Yes. And so. be sure to check me on an episode of be sure to check me out on an episode of Film Code Podcast that released last week where we talked about Hocus Pocus 2 and the movie Bros. Nothing like some an R.I.P. Leslie Jordan who was in Bros. And I think it was the last movie he was in, but Facts. And I Yeah, I, okay, I thought so. But No, I'm just saying facts like to the, time, to the rest in peace, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chanty, where can they find you and all your loveliness? Aside from this glorious podcast we have going on here, I mean, I'm on this show called uh, Bracket Bastards. Uh, I'm slowly, slowly developing, revamping my old show, The Red Eye Roundtable, which I have an Instagram. I have, uh, I have a, uh, a Twitter account now, and I also have a TikTok so the Instagram and the TikTok are the Red Eye Roundtable, and I think my Twitter handle is like the Red Eye Table or Red Eye Table or some shit like that. Which after it's this all- morning, I am following every damn one of them. Yes, yes. And uh, the Book of Faces, of course, under my name. I figure once I get the show started back up, then. I'll create something for it separate from my like personal page, or I might keep them both together. I don't care, you know. Like, we'll fuck it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, 
Fucking scissor, scissor me, daddy ass. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll have to change our group name to be a name that means both of us and can include all three podcasts in one home. So we'll have to. We'll sort something. I mean, we, we'll sort something out. Fucking, I don't care. I don't care. If it, fucking... it, it, it is a private Facebook group you can stream in without rules and regulations. So. Now, that's something I might have to look. That's something I'll probably have to look into. Yeah, you're probably right. That's a good call there. That's a good call. And fuck Mark Zuckerberg. And, and, you, and you're already an admin. You're already an admin, so you can stream there already. All, easy, easy, easy. So, huh, yeah. so you can find us on Paranormal the New Normal slash Nyko Music Musings podcast with the S <laughs> Facebook group. You can you you can find us on Twitter. As Juggalo Bastard, same as Instagram. You can find us on TikTok at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you can find us on YouTube. And that's going to do it for us this week. Check out our videos. We're funnier to see than we are to hear. So, Fuck yeah, we are. And we thank our guest, Casey, for coming on once again. Yes, Not a problem. Thanks see, for having me. can't see his hair change weekly. Not a problem. Right. We look forward to it. We look forward to next time.
miracle is life, and even bigger one is size. It's just a way. 